Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Recipe with Dr. Stephanie Finney. It is my hope that through each segment, you will receive ingredients to live your best life. One seasoning I'm personally passionate about is in the area of health and wellness. In fact, I host an Instagram Live Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time titled, Do You Know What's in Your Feminine Care? Nevertheless, and always, I have another special guest. Today's guest is a chef, purple diamond caterer, and owner of Drunken Wing Sauces. Welcome, Chef Sharice Cox, to the recipe. Hey, Chef, welcome to the recipe. Dr. Finney, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to uh, grace us with your presence (laughs) on the recipe. If you would, please tell everyone um, who you are, what you do, and why. Oh, let's see. I'm Chef Cherise. (laughs) Um, I'm an international um, trained chef. I also own Purple Diamond Caterer, which is a catering company here based in New York. And I also own Drunken Wings, which is a alcohol-based sauce and marinade line. Awesome. Okay, great. Uh, so what does it mean to be a Purple Diamond Caterer? Because I don't know what that means, and I'm sure there are others that don't know that are watching or listening in. Well, purple is my favorite color um diamond um, i'm always going to be a diamond in the rough and then also i'm a chef so i'm also a caterer so that's how purple diamond caterer came about i love that i love that okay great thank you for explaining so um tell us why did you want to become a chef where where did that come from because i mean i don't think most people just wake up and say this is you know something i want to do it has to be something in them kind of like teachers always say that has to be you know that's that's a specific type of profession where you really have to love what you do mm-hmm. um it came from my aunt growing up in south carolina all the other kids were outside playing i was in the kitchen with her learning how to cook so it like it didn't matter what profession I ever, you know, wanted, whatever profession I did, it always came back to cooking. So there we go. All right. It looks like you're en route to do some work right now. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. My oldest stepson is about to have a baby. So I am catering his baby shower. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you for telling us that. I I knew that you had your chef outfit on. I'm like, hold up. She looks like she's in route. So, um, all right. In reference to being a chef, um, did you go to culinary school? Yes, I did. I actually studied at the um, Long Island Academy of Culinary Arts and Restaurant Management. And I got my degree, culinary arts and restaurant management. Okay. Okay. Um, what did you like best about the education experience in culinary school? It gave me a deeper understanding of what exactly it means to cook, um, what it means to bring in flavor to different foods, how to mix different seasonings, but most importantly, it taught me about safety. Okay. Great. Right. All right. So what did you like least about the education experience? <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
just the technical terms, everything you have to know. Like mm-hmm. I said, you know, food safety is, is intense. It really is intense. And people would not believe how much your food could actually kill you if done cor- incorrectly. Okay. Okay. Um, give us some details on that because when I think food safety, I'm thinking, you know, be careful with, you know, what you cook with, uh, utensil-wise, and, of course, you know, be careful in handling of the food because I'm sure that things have to be at a certain temperature and things like that um, in order to prepare and serve to customers, but that's just my ballpark thought. So please explain because I know a lot of us are going out to eat at places and getting food, and this would be some, some detailed information that we would probably need to know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, um, well, we know me at home that you don't, you know, put cleaning products next to food products. We all know that, right? Um, that's simple. But you have, like you said, you know, you have to know how to store and prepare your food. You have to know what foodborne illnesses, you know, are out there. So, you know, we all know that chicken and eggs carry salmonella. Okay, but how do we get that off your food? You know, how do we not make it penetrate into the inside of your food? You know, it's it's a it's a process that we have to, you know, um, that we have to follow in order for a person not to get sick. So, um, your outside environment, your your body hygiene. You know, your hand hygiene, you can't come to work sick. You can't come to work with a stomach virus. You know, this is all the things that you have to know when, you know, working in a restaurant and preparing other people's foods. Okay. Okay. Uh, th- thank you for the details. Uh, you know, I, I, did, I didn't think about it, but I guess you were correct when you talked about, you know, how you come to the restaurant. I know I've seen you in the restaurant with your hat on but i've also seen you with the hair net and things like that and so i know that even now with covid has that taken an extra layer have they done even more things in reference to safety in the kitchen and preparing people's food and things like that because of the pandemic oh yeah definitely um of course we have to wear hair coverings we have to wear masks um, before you can even start your shift, you have to have your temperature taken. If your temperature is over certain, you have to be sent home. If you have a cough, anything, you have to be sent home. Um, it's constant hand washing, constant sanitizing of your you know, your surfaces, your work surfaces, your work utensils, everything. So COVID mm-hmm. is really, you know. Well, I guess my question with that as well is, do you think that some of these measures that we put in place or that uh, restaurants have put in place because of COVID should stay even after the pandemic? Like, you know, example, I go to my hairdresser to get my hair done every so often and they wear masks and they have told me that that's something that they're going to keep in place indefinitely because they didn't think about the fact that when they're washing hair, they're in the person's face or in that vicinity and they could be sick or the person could be sick. So they're like, you know, we're going to keep wearing a mask and we're going to continue to mandate that if you come in here to have services, you wear a mask because it's going to protect everybody. So with that in mind, do you think there are some things that should stay in place even after COVID is gone that they put in place because of the pandemic per your field? Um, I believe that if everyone is fully vaccinated, 
like half of the rest of that work at, we're, we're almost vaccinated. You know, there's a couple that are already full. I'm half vaccinated. Um, but do I, I do I think that masks should still be there? Yeah, I do. You know, um, even though we already take the precautions before we even get in, um, you're told to call, to call out if you have a cough, if you have a stomach virus, you know, if you're feeling ill. You're told to call, you know, to call out. You're not supposed to come into the restaurant, period. And that's always been standard, even before COVID. So, um, but definitely, I think everyone should still wear masks for a while, okay. at least. Okay. 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 Great. Great. Um, so, tell me your cooking style in three words. Eclectic. Very eclectic. I like to mix styles. So you could catch me making a southern dish, fusing it with something West Indian, and fusing it with something that could be Asian. Okay. That's just one word. Give me two more. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> um, fun, definitely fun and flavorful. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So what is your favorite cu cuisine to create or cook? I would have to say Asian cooking. It's the most difficult, but it's mm. the most satisfying and if you really look at the different spices that they have, it's it's amazing to put those things together. Okay. Okay. So where do you draw your creative inspiration from? My aunt. My aunt. She taught me a lot about different seasonings, different styles of cooking. Um different dishes it was just you know it's just to watch her in the kitchen it was just she was just a raw talent and to just watch her it just was amazing to me i i can relate to that um i have an auntie who transitioned from labor to re reward in 20 in 2019 um but i think of her as a teacher, I think of my mom as a nurse and it's like art in motion with their careers and what they've done because they are fit for what they do. You know, it's some things that you're born with. It's like, you know, they my my auntie was born to be a teacher. My mom was born to be a nurse. You can tell how they care for people and how my auntie cared for her students, you know, and the things that she did to go above and beyond. I think that, again, you know, when you see people whether it's raw talent or even educated talent, if they love it and they're working in their field, it's like art in motion, my personal exactly. perspective. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and so I'm assuming that your first memory of your love for cooking was from your aunt. Yes. Okay. No, okay. Uh, actually, no, it was my grandmother. Um, okay. I, I always knew what was for breakfast by the music that she played or the television show that was playing. So that's where I learned to love food, eating food, but learning to cook food was actually my aunt. Wow, so based on the music, that's funny. Give me an example. Um, well, my grandmother was Jamaican, so okay. I knew 
Mm-hmm. I knew that if Bob Marley or, you know, like Peter Tosh, somebody was playing, oh, it was Porridge Day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it was, if, if novellas, because she was half Panamanian too. So if novellas okay. was playing, I knew it was scrambled eggs, you know, some type of bread. You know, I I knew. I just knew. And I'd get up and race to go eat <laughs> Okay. Okay. I love that. That is so awesome. And then what about television shows? You, you mentioned music, but you said if there was a particular type of television show on, then you also knew. <laughs> oh, novellas. Okay. okay. Spanish, you know, soap operas. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Okay, I get it now. I get it, get it. Thank you, thank you. You've got to catch me up. You're right, you're right. They, I love Spanish soap operas. They are so dramatic. They're so dramatic. <laughs> Aren't they? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So back to cooking, um, what four ingredients do you feel are necessary in your kitchen? Oh, gosh. Um, definitely alcohol. Some form of alcohol is always in my kitchen. Um, there's always Lowry somewhere hanging in the background. You talking about Lowry um, season and salt? Yes, mm-hmm, always. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, let's see. I always have fresh herbs. Okay. I do not believe in dry herbs. I can't stand them. Um, okay. And um, what else is always in the kitchen? Different kinds of peppers. Okay. 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 Great, Chef. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then we will be right back with Purple Diamond Caterer and um, owner of Drunken Wings, um, uh, Chef Cherise Chef Cox. Hey, it's your girl, Lisa Denae, and I want to tell you about a product that has changed my life, Rain Premium Sanitary Napkins. Rain products are infused with a Nobel Prize winning material called graphene. It's the graphene strip that provides the various health benefits that can improve your quality of life during that time of the month. Listen, I've been very loyal to a certain brand of feminine products, but I've never experienced the results I get with Rain products. The difference is in the graphene strip. Using Rain products has totally eliminated the painful cramps I experience, and it can also help help balance your body's pH, eliminate harmful bacteria, and help fight fatigue. Graphene moves heat away from your core to keep you cool and comfortable. Ladies, it's time to upgrade your feminine care with products that not only offer protection, but also improve your health and wellness. Place your order today and receive your premium sanitary napkins delivered directly to your door. Visit www.drfcare.com to make your purchase today. And don't forget to mention that your girl Lisa Denae and Stunner Radio sent you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Recipe with Purple Diamond Caterer and owner of Drunken Wing Sauces, Chef Sharice Cox. Chef, welcome back. Thank you. Okay, okay. So, Drunken Wing Sauces, let's let's go there. I know that you have a line of gourmet sauces, so let's go through them and you start and tell us about each of them and how many do you actually have? I have 10 so far. Okay. okay. Um, working on a lemon pepper as we speak. Um, let me see. I have barbecue, jerk barbecue, curry, steak sauce, blueberry steak sauce. I have a drunken sauce that all the guys love because it's nothing but alcohol. Um, 
What else I have? <laughs> Honey garlic. Asian. I have the Chinese char siu, which is the the red barbecue sauce that you get at Chinese food restaurants. And did I miss one? I think that's it. Okay. Okay. So, what inspired these these sauces? Like I said, I like different flavors, um, and I like to make sure that everyone is represented. You know, um, we we go to different types of restaurants. You know, we don't eat just southern food if you're from the south. You know, you go to the Chinese food restaurants. You go to, you know, West Indian restaurants. You go to Italian restaurants. You know, so why not pay homage to who they are also? Okay. You know, and then, okay. you know, also most of us are single parents. You know, we don't, we don't have that luxury to eat out all the time. So why not bring it into your house? Okay. Okay. What inspired you to use liquor in your sauces? Oh, alcohol takes food to another level. Um, it's not, you won't get drunk off it, but your meat will be moister, more flavorful, so that's why I incorporated alcohol. Okay. Okay. Now, I know that when you do catering events, you obviously use your sauces. So tell us about some of those events. Um, you know, you don't have to put people in, but I know you, you've actually worked with some celebrities. So please give us um, some details. Well, um, I was working for a football team. And one of the players was um, getting married, so I actually did his wedding. And um, he was like, I don't want the norm catering. You know, everybody always has a fish, you know, or beef. But it's always the same thing, you know. So he was like, no, I don't want that. I want something different. So I said, you know what, let me create a couple of different sauces. And that's what we did. So every dish that I made had a different sauce on them. And he was like, mm, you need to bottle that and sell that. <laughs> did you have your drunken wing sauces out at that time, or did you start doing it after that recommendation? Um, actually, I've been playing with for years. Um, you know, my birthday parties, I don't buy store-bought barbecue sauce. I make mine. So, so every 4th of July, everybody always gets a different barbecue sauce with a different kind of liquor in it. And then they always tell me which one tastes the best. So okay. I experimented for years. And, yeah, I mean, it took for him to say, you need to sell this for me to actually <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. So let's. Let's get back into these sauces because it was it was a lot of sauces that you mentioned, and I don't want anybody to miss out on this. So um, let's start with the um, with the char siu. Let's start with that. Well, that sauce, um, I don't eat pork, 
But, you know, every time you go into a Chinese food restaurant, that's the sauce that they always put on the rib tips. So I'm like, you know, um, I stopped eating pork, and I still want that barbecue sauce. So I kept playing with it and playing with it until I got it down. And, you know, I'm like, okay, this is for people that want that barbecue sauce, but don't eat pork either. So now Got I can it. put it on anything. Mm. Okay, okay. And what about the drunken curry sauce? Oh, that's just, you know, a lot of people don't really know how to curry food. Um, there is a technique. Mm-hmm. So there is a technique. Like everybody thinks, oh, okay, you know, you you throw your meat and your curry in the water. No, you can't do that because I really have no flavor. You have to add flavor to it in layers in order for your food to taste like something. So I said, you know what? Instead of everybody learning how to do it that way, let me just create the sauce. All you have to do now is just marinate your meat. It's all there for you. I did everything for you. Yes, absolutely. I am the person that has no clue. So thank you for I, I I say thank you for all the other people that don't know anything about how to do that. <laughs> so what about the blueberry, the uh, bourbon blueberry steak sauce? Because I find that interesting that you would put blueberry in steak sauce. Blue, believe it or not, blueberries and chocolate taste really, really good with steak, and it's different. Um. But it also brings another layer of flavor. And again, like I said, everything with me is flavor. I want you to, when you take that bite, I want you to do a happy dance in your chair because it's so good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I believe that anytime you dance after eating some food, you know it's good. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> no, no, that's everybody. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about now the jerk barbecue sauce. Mm. Again, that is for everybody that likes jerk food, but they don't like the heat of the jerk food. So sometimes, you know, when you go to a Jamaican restaurant, you'd be like, can I have some barbecue sauce with it? Okay, now you don't have to. I got it for you again the right amount of heat and the right amount of toning down, and then I added, added um, alcohol, so now your meat is even more and more flavorful. Got it. Got it. And you mentioned your, one of your favorite uh, dishes to create is Asian food because you said it's, it's, you know, complicated and complex, but, you know, the benefits. So explain this Asian sauce. Because I have some, and I know there are things in this bottle. There are things. And I'm like, what are all these things in this bottle? <laughs> well, definitely everything that I use is organic. I don't okay. use um, I don't use preservatives at all. Um, and when you get the bottle, you're going to see things floating in it. So you're going to see fresh herbs. Um, the Asian has sesame seeds in it. Um I don't use sesame oil. I use sesame seeds because sesame oil has slight, has a slight burn taste to it. So mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. And I want you to be happy. 
you know, when you eat it, I want you to feel like, oh, this tastes burnt, you know, what am I wrong? Um, so you're going to see things floating in your sauces, so understand that. Um, and you do have to refrigerate them. Um, the Asian, like I said, it's different layers and flavors that, you know, make up anytime you go to a Chinese restaurant and you get fried rice. There's three different steps to that fried rice that people don't even know about and seasonings that are used. So the Asian is all of those flavors mixed together, so you don't have to bother. You just, you know, sprinkle it on your food, marinate your food in it, and you're gone. There you go. There's your Chinese food. Okay. And it's even Japanese, too. Okay. Okay. I I, I was just going to ask that because, you know, I, I well, you said Asian, so I'm assuming Chinese and uh, you know all, all yes, wrapped up Japanese. in one. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, 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 great. Now, what about this honey garlic? Ah, that's your favorite. <laughs> um, that was actually inspired by my sister Danielle. Um, oh. she loved honey, and I was like, you know what? Let me do something. That's a little bit different um, because a lot of people don't think to put honey and garlic together. But it gives you, like, that sweet, savory kind of kick, you know, that you need. Um, Chicken and waffles. You sprinkle a little bit of that honey garlic on chicken and waffles. You would not believe the flavor. So I made that specifically for her. And then it just took off from there. Everybody loved it. Well, you didn't know me before you made that sauce, but you made that sauce for me. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> that's not gonna fight with you. I'm scared. Of you. <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> because that that is my absolute favorite. Is that honey garlic? Oh my gosh, it's just so special, and I can't explain it. You just have to taste it and see. But um, what about the drunken barbecue sauce? Just the you know the regular barbecue sauce. That one, again, like I said, I don't like store-bought because it tastes too chemically for me. So Ketchup-y I sometimes. Always, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I just kept playing around with different ingredients to come up with a base barbecue sauce that I really like. And turns out everybody else did too. And then I added... You know, like I said, I, I switched around, you know, my alcohols. So I did it with tequila. I did it with rum. You know, I did it with bourbon and some other things. And there's one that really stands out. And that's that one that's in the bottle. And no, I'm not telling anybody what alcohol is in it. <laughs> and you shouldn't. I was not going to ask you that. Um, I just saw in the chat, um, someone says, honey, garlic sounds amazing. I need to order that. I love garlic. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's talk about, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, which I think is so unique, the uh, drunken mustard barbecue sauce. Because I'm like, mustard, I, I've told you, how really mustard, but it works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, like I said, um, when I first tried salmon with mustard, I was like, I'm not eating that. That's disgusting. Who puts salmon, you know, on, who, who puts mustard on salmon? That's just sacrilegious, man, the first time I tasted it. 
I was like, okay, I was wrong. All right. I'll take my L on that one. It was just yeah. amazing. And then, you know, also, you only have two types of real mustard out here that you really put on your sandwiches. And that's either Dijon or yellow mustard. You know, sometimes you get the spicy mustard or whatever. Um, but this one, I put a little bacon in it. Well, not a little bit. I put like a quarter of a pound of bacon in it, too. <laughs> and a little bit of bourbon in there, too. So um, when you add that to the salmon, you add that to a sandwich, it's just incredible. You can even, like, like I said, I don't eat pork. But you can, you know, add it to a marinade for pork. And it just comes out amazing. Well, and you can get that without the bacon, right? Yes, I do offer vegan um, options also. Vegetarian, all my stuff is really, you know, vegetarian. And um, even the honey that I use is vegan honey. Yes, and I can confirm that because I put it in the refrigerator and it froze. And so I had to take that one. All the rest are in the refrigerator, but that one has to stay out because it. It, it's it's organic and it it just it's like no I'm not working in this refrigerator just put me in the pantry so it works better. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about this this regular uh, the, the the drunken sauce that the guys like so much and what I noticed with that bottle is that when you look at the top unless you shake it up there's a whole lot of liquid at the top and that's alcohol and then there's the other part at the bottom so you have to shake it up so. I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one is actually 100% alcohol. And, again, that's another one I play with, with the guys to see, you know, which flavor, you know, which which alcohol they like the best. And that one seemed to go over well. And then I added, you know, some onions, some garlic to it. And they just went wild over it. And so it's like anytime I do a Super Bowl party, uh, you bring in that drink sauce, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's coming. So, yeah, when you get that sauce, you will see the separation in it. Um, the top is just pure liquor. Bottom is all the seasoning. So, yes, you have to shake it up before you use it. Yes, I confirm that. Uh, but, I, you know, what I meant to say something, I need to go back to the mustard barbecue sauce and say that I did a turkey burger one time. It was from a recipe that you gave me. And by the way, okay, I have never had a turkey burger that good because most of the time when I've done turkey burgers, they've been dry. But you had me do some type of base where I had to blend it up and then put that in with the ground turkey. And then I made the burger and then I put some of that um uh, the mustard barbecue sauce on top, it was so good because the sandwich itself, the turkey burger, it was it was very moist. I was just shocked at that. And then to get that sauce on top, I just had to put that out there. I just had to put that out there. <laughs> well, actually, that. I learned that I learned that turkey burger um, recipe from one of my executive chefs. And when I tell you, he taught me a whole lot. He taught me a whole lot. Because I, I didn't really like turkey burgers either because they were dry. And he was like, no, this is what you're going to do. And he taught me how to blend it properly. And I've never had dry turkey burgers since. Yes, yes. I, I can't 
make them any other way now. But I never would have known that if not for you giving the recipe on on that, because that's just not something you think of. You think just like if you did a regular burger, a ground beef burger, you just put it together, you season it, you put it together. But you can't do that with the ground turkey. You have to, you know, and you if as a matter of fact, I learned that if I use the base that you gave me, I don't have to season it because it's already seasoned with that base. And then when I put that 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 mustard barbecue sauce on top, that just adds another layer of flavor. So, mm -hmm. oh yeah. Now let's talk about this bourbon steak sauce. I believe that's the last one. The bourbon steak sauce is just your you know plain steak sauce that you can use every day, every time you have a steak or a burger, or whatever. And I just, again, I just added some bourbon to it. It is fully vegan and it's fully organic. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, um, when it comes to your options, like how, how are you able to tailor sauces? Like I mentioned that you can take the bacon out of the mustard ones. Are there others that you can tailor or is that pretty much, you know, the only one, like maybe with your jerk sauce or some of the other ones, what are, are, are there other things you can do? If, if you got a client that said, I want this, but I've had it before. Can you do this? Can you, you know, is there a way for you to tailor it or do you have a basic this is what you get. And also tell us about the prices. We didn't talk about that type, the, the, the prices of your sauces. Um, you could always tailor your sauces. Um, again, you know, like with something like the jerk, it is very spicy. It is very hot. But if you tell me you don't really like a lot of spice, send me, you know, go on my website, hit contact us, and it'll come directly to me. And you just tell me I don't like a lot of spice. You know, if you have... Um, everybody nowadays is creating allergies. I don't know what's yes. going on, you know, but we're we're all <laughs> becoming allergic to a lot of things. So, you know, yes. send me send me a, a message on the website and say, listen, I'm allergic to this, 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 and this, and I will definitely tailor it, you know, to take out those those things you're allergic. To. Okay. Okay. Because um, I had mentioned that when I had ordered the sausage, you and I talked about that because my daughter is allergic to shellfish and tree nuts and peanuts and eggs. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I don't use the sauces with her, but everybody else, it's, it's fair game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. A lot of people are allergic to soy. So um, mm -hmm. my Asian sauce is made with soy sauce. Let me know. I'll pull it out. You know, um, even the drunken, the, the honey garlic has a slight touch of soy in it. So if you okay. can't tolerate soy, let me know, and I will pull it out. You could always send me a message. I'm always going to answer you because I take that yeah. very seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then we will be back with Purple Diamond Caterer and owner of Drunken Wing Sauces, Chef Sharice Cox. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, comedian, actress, Coca Brown. And I got to give a huge shout out to my girl, Dr. Stephanie Fenney, because she put me on what to the Jewel Sanitary Napkin. These babies are amazing. Not only are they good to me, they're good for me. Not only do they help with absorption, moisture control, and protection, because yes, sometimes I like to wear white, but these babies also have a great ingredient called graphene that helps with cramps. Huh? 
Are you kidding me? So you're telling me that I'm protected and I can control my moods a little bit? I love it. So please make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney. They have a variety of sizes for every kind of flow, whether it's heavy, light, overnight, she got you. So make sure you hit up my girl, Dr. Stephanie Finney, and get you some jewel sanitary napkins today. I strongly endorse these, honey, especially if you like me. You need all the help you can get for that time of the month. All right? <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Recipe with a special guest, Chef Sharice Cox. You there, Chef? I'm here. All right. Okay, okay. So let's get into some other questions. Um, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you based on your sauces, because you had a particular set of sauces at one time. It wasn't, it, it's grown. It wasn't that many. <laughs> so you, you've been increasing the line of sauces. So how do you stay current on um, new new trends and what to create next? Um, listen to my customers. Um, my customers are my supporters. They're the ones that, you know, eat my sauces. So if any one of them, you know, says, hey, you know, I think you should, you know, this or well, I'm going to figure out, you know, a recipe that doesn't taste the same like everybody else. Um, but I'm going to take into consideration what you say. And, okay. you know, just me being out there every day, I read, you know, food books and everything else, and I do my research. So food trends are always changing. So what was relevant okay. yesterday it may not be relevant today. You know, I find that great, Chef, because there are some companies that don't make it or even, you know, I'm sure in your field, caterers, chefs that don't make it because they don't keep up with what's new and what's current. You know, that's like Sears. You know, Sears back in the, you know, I don't even know if they're around anymore. Those ones that I've seen have finally closed. But, you know, we used to go to the catalogs and look at the big books when they came out. And then when online started coming around, they didn't embrace it as much. And so everybody else kind of went along and said, okay, we're just going to put you to the side because now we're looking at online more and how to shop in that way. And they lost out. So I'm sure it's the same in your field. And I guess with there being so many chefs, I like the fact that you thought to do sauces because it's nothing wrong with seasonings. I know individuals that have seasonings and different things like that, but a line of sauces is so unique because you can put so many different flavors in these sauces and make them taste, you know, it's just a, a flavored sensation on your palate. And speaking of palate, because I learned this from you, talk to us about wine pairing. And I, I don't know anything about it, but I've heard you talk about it from time to time. Mm -hmm. Well, each meat has a specific wine that you should actually be eating with it. So um, pork and red meat should always have some type of a white, uh, so, I'm sorry, some type of a red wine. Um, a lot of people don't like red wines because they're, they're kind of dry. Um, but if you really, you know, look around, you can find really good red wines. Um, with fish and chicken should always be a white wine. So you can either do a rosé or and every time you, you'll notice a difference. When you taste it and you're eating it with that and you sip it, oh, my God, it's just it just opens up your palate and you're able to taste the flavor of the food even more. 
okay, is there a, I don't want to say a conflict, but maybe that's the appropriate word. If I was to pair different wines in using your sauces with my meat, or will it enhance it? Because I'm thinking you already have liquor in your sauces. Oh, no, it'll definitely enhance it. And you can definitely um, pair it with wine. And it'll just open up your palate even more. Okay. Okay, great, great, great. So are there any foods that you just don't like personally? I'm curious. I can't stand shit. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Never don't cook it in my house. Don't bring it around me. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to taste it. Nothing. Um, <laughs> I didn't think you were going there. I did not think you were going there. But I agree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I will not eat alligator either. Okay. Um, I won't eat rattlesnake. <laughs> um, pretty much I will try anything but those things. Okay. Okay. All right. I've eaten, I've eaten snails before. Really? Not something I, yeah, not something I'll ever eat again, but yeah, I ate snails before. Okay. Okay. Uh, being that you do so much um, cooking, you know, professionally as a chef, do you enjoy cooking at home? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, I used to. I was the type that went to work, came home, cooked dinner. Um, you know, that's what it was. Now, not so much, um, and it's because I'm I'm always out. I don't get home to like 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. So I don't have time to cook anymore. And yeah. my baby can cook. So. Okay. Okay. Got it. Um, what do you think is the most challenging ingredient to work with as a chef? Definitely herbs. Mm. Fresh herbs. Um, there's some that you just cannot mix. And it, it, if you mix them, it, it's just disgusting. Um <laughs> It, it really, it really is. Um, like people, I have a friend that that just believes that they should always use Aragon. Aragon is everything. Aragon. If you don't like black licorice, don't use tarragon. And it's just that. I just, I, I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm with you, chef, because I don't like black black licorice, so I'm I'm on the same page as you. <laughs> um, what is um, your cooking strength, in your opinion? I was going to say, tell me three things you consider to be your cooking strength, but when I gave you the four um, ingredients, and you were like, oh, four, so just you don't even have to give three. Just what what do you think, or what what do you consider to be your cooking strength? Just the fact that um, I like to play around with flavors. Um, so definitely I'm not going to put something on your plate that I have not tested out a couple of times. So that's 
definitely one of my cooking strengths because I think of the people that are eating before I think about my ego. And a lot of chefs need to learn that. Okay. Okay. Is there a chef that you admire most? Oh, my boy, Ramsey. Okay. I love him. I love him to death. Everybody hates him, but he's just, he's, the way that he played with food and and the flavors, that's what made me play with everything, you know, and go for the not normal. Got it, got it. So do you have a, (laughs) this is kind of funny, Um, what's, What's your funnest kitchen incident? <laughs> and I'm waiting for this because I got a feeling this this is going to be fun. Go ahead. Because you're laughing ahead of time, oh so it's got to be real good. Oh, my God. This was actually we talked about it on the cooking show. Um, <laughs> this wasn't at work. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. It wasn't at work. Um, this was actually at home. And um, I was frying chicken. Oh, you're not going to tell mm-hmm. them this story. Okay, go ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Because mm-hmm, this, <laughs> this is funny. So I was frying chicken, and I totally forgot that I was frying chicken. I took my shower, and I came out, and I'm like, what's that burning? I said, oh, my God, my chicken. Never, ever, ever go into the kitchen naked while you are frying chicken because you will end up with serious burns on you. So that was my funniest cooking moment. Oh, 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 you share. You have overshared. That's a good one. That's a warning to people. Put some clothes on before you go in that kitchen. All this cutesy negligee cooking stuff like that. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, um, I, okay, you you just reminded me of something. Um, I heard that you used to be kind of a chef Nazi. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> Again, look, look, look who my idol is. This is Yes, yes. Yeah, everybody knows how he is. But I'm very, very, very serious about food safety, and I'm very serious about customers first. And if something is not done right, and it doesn't taste right, and it doesn't look right, I'm throwing it out, and you start all over again. Okay. Okay. So I do not play. <laughs> okay, Chef. <laughs> so what are you most proud of in your career? Um, I would have to say my determination. You know, again, being a, being a single mom, I raised a son, you know, that had a learning disability. And, you know, I sacrificed, made sure he was good. Then one day he said to me, Mommy, no, enough, you know, go pursue your career. And I got a late start, you know, in life with becoming a chef. But it's been 
full steam ahead ever since. And in this field, women are not appreciated. We're not appreciated. We're not wanted in the kitchen. That's a hard time. And I've had knives thrown at me. I've had hot pans thrown at me. You know, get out. What are you doing in here? And the fact that I never, ever allowed anyone to take my dream away. Amen. So that is, you know, what it is. Amen. Amen. Who are your biggest supporters? I'm sure your son is one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. My son, um, you, of course. Um, you, your, your faith in... Your stalking ways. No, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, your faith in your humor keep me going. Um, <laughs> let's see. My son, of course. Um, my friends. Um, my best friend. I've been friends with her for, oh, God, 40, 44 years. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. just one of those that's just like, I don't want to hear it. You better get back next to the sun up. You know, whenever I feel like just throwing in the towel, she's always there. Um, and it, it, that's it. That's all I can say. You know, my, my ancestors, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they, they made me who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you um, working on any big projects now? Um, yes, actually, I am working for a restaurant. Um, they are expanding and growing. So I have been, you know, working on their expansion and, you know, um, working tirelessly. Like I said, I just got home at 4 o'clock this morning from there. Um, but that's one thing that I'm working on. Again, um, with my own business. I just got my trademark application in, so hopefully we will be going global soon. So that's yes. the big things that I'm working on. Congratulations, Chef. Congratulations. Thank I'm proud you. of you. Thank you. How can people connect with you and order your sauces? And we didn't even talk about prices, so definitely want to get that in. Um. You can um, order on chefsharice.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at drunken underscore wings, and it's D-R-U-N-K-E-N underscore wings. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at Sharice Chef Kateri Cox. And Twitter, I'm Wifey Kateri. So you can find me all over the place. Or just Google me. I'll pop up. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. All right, Chef. Well, we had a great show. Thank you so much for taking the time to connect with us today. I really appreciate it. Again, um, Purple Diamond Caterer and owner of Drunken Wings, Chef Cherise Cox. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, before I go, if you are on Instagram, please connect to our IG Live today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as I cook with Chef Sharice using one of her famous sauces. As a matter of fact, we're using the Asian sauce. And her motto is, you don't have to be a great cook. You just need a great sauce. 
And now I'm going to leave you with singer, songwriter, television personality, and founding member of Sisters with Voices, Lily from SWV, to provide her endorsement of Rain, previously known as Jewel Feminine Care. See you next time on The Recipe as I bring you all of the ingredients for living your best life. Promote things that I Thank you, everyone. Thank so, you. If you have a chance to go in and support Dr. Finney, amazing product. And I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> And the packaging, it says Jewel on it. And she sent me so many different, I mean, this for moderate flow, heavy flow. Hold on. And this was my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite. <laughs> I can always appreciate an overnight. But what really, what I was really impressed by was the, the the length, how long it was. And how and it's not as thick. If, if you guys still get that, those lovely friends, sometimes that thing could just be out of control and never do what you asked it to do, <laughs> be all over the place. But honestly, like I had absolutely no problems at all. And I, I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate this product so good because a lot of people, you know, they, they want to send you stuff, and it's like, okay, you know, you want to believe in everybody, but everybody's product is not a good product, especially something when it comes to feminine hygiene and sanitary this and sanitary. You got to be very careful because sometimes, you know, uh, whatever, is, whatever the stuff is made with, it don't always agree with your body chemistry but i had absolutely no problems and i wouldn't even say this if i didn't mean it i gave my the, the girls in my podcast they use it my my other my podcast member she don't even use sanitary napkins she's like a tampon girl mm -hmm. but she really appreciated this and i thought you know I have to tell you this. I couldn't wait to get on here to tell you this. So for everybody that's on here that's still going through them, getting those monthly visitors, please support Dr. Finney's business. I tried it myself and I and I loved it. Wow. I Thank you.